You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast, our preview of round 25 and review of round 24. This episode is brought to you by MLS Scheduling Department, where you play when you're told and no fantasy manager goes unpunished. Uh, No, kidding. Actually, brought to you by our amazing MLSFI Patreon supporters. It's because of all your support we're able to keep doing this silly little project that we love so much. I am your fill-in host, Ashley Savage, and tonight I'm joined by our Discord dad and man behind the curtain, Christian Ward. How are you, Christian? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing okay. I was at a wedding this weekend and I went way too hard screaming Mr. Brightside on the dance floor at around 11. Um, And today, two days later, I sound like this. So it's a a great time to be a fill-in host uh, post Mr. Brightside on a wedding dance floor. But you know what? We make the best of it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can understand you barely. So, like, Perfect. if I can understand you, you're you're good. Reed can Reed can edit this uh, this Greggle yeah. out, right? Uh, yeah. Anyways, so this is a this is an interesting transition. Um, we're just closing up the window for Champions League. Champions League window is done. Two hundred of our our lucky players have uh, made it into these Champions League playoff rounds now. Um, and if you are not one of those lucky few, the rest of this season is just the rest of this season. Um, we're also at a weird time in actual MLS scheduling where we're hitting what is, I guess, technically an international break. Um, so not every team will be playing this weekend, but every team will be playing this fantasy round, except for our bye team, which is Nashville. So um really weird week to to kind of get into and and thankfully christian has done a lot of work to make sure everybody knows who's leaving who's coming back what's going on um but before we get into any of that let's talk about this past round uh round 24 um this was a uh this was a good round for me i i talked to christian and i actually together i talked a lot about i was so close to getting into into champions league i think i was 47 uh, when the round started, and I just wanted to stay <laughs> solvent. I just wanted to stay kind of chalky, just to maintain my my rank. Um, but I did a, I did more than that. I got a 178 for the round, um, and I did it. I, I made Champions League. I think I was 16 out of this window, so I, I continued to move up, which was great. Um, two weeks ago, I was 157, so that's a big climb for for a two a two window, two window range. So, um, made it in. I think, uh, Jordi Alba was a big part of that. I think a lot of people weren't as into him as I was. Um, and then gave Messi the armband, which I regretted, you know, in the midweek and he made up for on Sunday. Uh, I also started Cucho instead of having him on my bench, which I think with that hat trick helped a lot. Um, but I still had to three scrub. I mean, I had to bring in, all three of my bench points, uh, my bench points were Lucho Acosta, Jordi Alba, and Carranza. So, um, so I had to make some uh, adjustments. My only real big bust was uh, Berkey. Uh, he, I ended up having him as my starting keeper, um, and the five was just kind of a kind of a waste. But 
I won all of my head-to-heads, which which felt good. I was miles behind older goaler, who is a, a, a pinnacle one for me. Um, you know, really high overall ranking. And uh, I was able to catch up to him with those Jordi Alba points and, and the messy armband. So um, some, uh, some of my expectations versus reality. Uh, I had Cucho, but I wasn't incredibly confident in the double road. For Columbus, but the reality was that Cucho hat trick was uh, a real a real lifesaver for our, for those of us who did bet on him. Uh, another expectation versus reality for me was I honestly expected Messi to do more than he did, and I think the the reality of his somewhat mortalness with a uh, a pretty good Nashville team uh, and a decent <laughs> maybe also pretty good LAFC team kind of keeping him at bay more than he has been in his non-MLS games. Uh, but the reality was still, you know, two assists, a handful of bonus points, a pretty decent round for him. Uh, and it definitely helped me out in, in fantasy. Uh, Philadelphia Union, I expected them to have at least a shutout, uh, you know, to produce something defensively. And the reality was that they didn't. Uh, that unless you had Kai Wagner or or Damian Lowe, I guess, with that goal he scored, you didn't get much out of that Philly defense. Um, Kai Wagner posted three assists in the in that mm. last game. Uh, I know, you know, New York got a red card, so that helped, but, you know, he just looked fantastic. Um, another expectation versus reality for me was I expected Jordi Alba to contribute offensively. I did not as- expect nine points out of that first game with a shutout. And I did not expect him to score a goal. Contribute offensively to me was like a second assist or, you know, some bonus points. But he really came through. What did he have? 22, 23. Uh, so that was really, really nice to see. Uh, another expectation versus reality for me uh, was St. Louis. Uh, I thought that St. Louis defense looked pretty decent. We had some conversations last week about do we think that Tim Parker is on uh, paternity leave? Is he going to play? Is he not? Well, he did. And they still let in a goal in stoppage time against down a man FC Dallas. That really that really messed some things up for a lot of people. I know a lot of people had uh, moved off Daniel because that goal went in in St. Louis after the San Jose game kicked off. So a lot of people had to make that decision. It looked like St. Louis was going to keep that shutout. And then they lost it there in stoppage time. And so... I know a lot of people weren't too, weren't too happy with uh, with St. Louis with that. Um, and the, like I said, the reality was they did not keep a shutout in either of those games, ended up losing down in Sporting, which I don't think too many people expected. Um, and then the last one for me was my expectation for Almada and Gigi was, I guess, just to be more productive than they were. But to have a 10 for Almada and an 8 for Gigi across two games was pretty surprising. And that was the reality we were left with. So um, I'm not even going to really touch on on LAFC because I feel like I say enough pro-messy things. And I'm usually quite pro-LAFC. But um, let's just say the reality of that game was not what even I was <laughs> was expecting. So, yeah, Christian, how about you? Well, uh <clears throat> This week wasn't my best work. I had a 158. Uh, I dropped two spots to 15th overall. Um, yeah, 
champagne problems, I know. But um, it was still a week of failed expectations, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Uh, but uh, I am excited to hit reset this week and start the FCL rounds. Yeah. See what happens. Um, you actually covered three of my five expectations versus reality. So I will just – actually, you covered four of my five. So I'll just go with Reynoso. The expectation was Reynoso would have his minutes managed due to his ankle injury and due to what the press was saying about him mm -hmm. uh, not starting possibly. Um, the reality was he went 180 and put up the highest score for the week. <laughs> and yeah, I and I didn't have him. So that's why well, I didn't have him because you didn't have him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you still put up a 178. Uh, my expectation, I guess I'll, I'll riff on this. My expectation was a better score. My reality was I got a bunch of players with a single game week score on them. Uh, yeah. I had Lennon. I had, uh, I did have Alba and uh, Wagner, uh, but I, I took Parker when I saw the lineup and that he was starting and I saw Dallas without Ferreira. Um, yeah. I, I jumped on Parker and Berkey because that's what you do. Yeah. And of course, yeah. you know, <laughs> they blow it in stoppage time. Um, Almada, again, Almada put up a 10 over two games. Did not expect that at all. I sort of expected he was a, the, the backup captain consensus. Was he not? He was my primary captain until I yeah. sheeped and went with Messi. Um, sure. You know, that's Which the thing about out. doing this on Monday nights. Um, yeah. You really don't know what you're actually going to end up with on your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thank God I switched off of Almada. Um, I would really be rage quitting. <laughs> uh, let's see. I kind of expected Carlos Heel to to put up what he put up, to be honest. I mean, he hasn't really been doing well without Gustavo Bo and any uh, really prolific wingers, yeah. so to speak. But he ended up, he ended up, uh, uh, Thomas, Tomas Chancale. I think his name is uh, their new winger, the Barrero replacement, really yes. hauled in game two. Just a brilliant performance, and uh, that helped heal out a lot. And I think, mm -hmm. I think a thirteen is probably on the low end of my expectations for Carlos Heal, but still within them. Me too. Uh, yeah, I almost thirteen. I almost threw something through the wall when I saw uh, Edward Lovin was benched in game two. Um, not only for fantasy uh, MLS, yeah. but for my draft team. He ended up on an 11, which he should, he should not be on an 11 on a double game week. I'm sorry, but that failed my expectations. Espinoza, uh, he put up a 16, respectable, two eights. Yeah. Um, pretty decent um, considering... You know, the quality of San Jose's team. I mean, they're they're a quality team, no doubt. It's just they sometimes struggle to score and and it was nice to see him put up put up an attacking return in both games. Uh, I think the first game he scored a penalty, or maybe that was the second, I can't remember, but 
One of them was a penalty kick. The other one was, uh, I believe, a, an assist or two. Um, maybe just one assist and some bonus points. But yeah, uh, I'm okay with what Espinosa put up. But still, he's put up on a he single He just had game the game. one assist and then eight points without a goal contribution in the second. Oh, yeah. Well, that's respectable anyway. I mean, Espinosa yeah. is a great asset. I'm going to have him this week too. But, but yeah, I had Blake. Well, I had Blake on the, the bench. Well, we'll talk. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. So, so I took Blake, uh, thinking that yeah, thinking that Philadelphia was going to shut him out uh, at least in at least in New Jersey. But you know, like stuff happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was happy. I had Carranza as well. Uh, he put up a 14, scored in both. Uh, Giacomakis, he put up an eight, which is lower than what I expected, but still, it's not not bad for a striker. I mean, you take strikers, strikers are like the worst position in, in the game unless you've got a striker who who also puts up bonus points or takes set sure. pieces like like there's only like a handful who do that. Um, right. I should say forwards, not striker. Um, forwards in the game, like some of the forwards yeah. in the game, as we know by this point in the season, some of them are wingers like Carlos Vela. You know, he yeah. also takes that piece. Yeah. So he's a forward you'd want to take. Uh, sure. uh, Jefferson Savarino, he's a forward you'd want to mm-hmm. take. He takes set pieces, but he's also listed as a forward. So yeah, that, but for putting an out and out striker on your bench, an eight over two games, it's not terrible. I mean, let's be honest. It's yeah. not terrible. So that's how I did. Uh, you know, it was it was looking a lot worse until until the last game uh, that my yeah. LAFC game. Same. Yeah, Albus Albus saved my hookus, as we say here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did so did Messi. I mean, like half the field didn't captain Messi. Um, for some reason, and and um, and so yeah, that actually helped a lot. Uh, a lot of people did not take Jordi Alba, which a lot of people did. I was I started. <laughs> What's that? I said, were they not listening to me last week? He was like the well, first no, defender on my. team. You're messy fangirls. So nobody that kind of like I know. Your opinion. So that's fair. Yeah, I'm blinded so, by it. You're blind. You're like Blaine and Giassi's artist at this point. It's yes. Kind of borderline, yep. bordering on, dare I say, pathetic. No. Yeah. No, because, getting there. because it's messy. It's borderline um, cringy. Obscene. Obscene. Cringy. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, go with yeah. obscene. Obscene is a good word. Um, so, anyway, Alba, messy, save my ass. I started. Yeah, that final game in 18th place, actually 19th, when all the LAFC scrubs hit, I dropped to 19th place. I was 10th place two rounds ago, dropped to 19th place, and I was really hating life. And then that game happened, and uh, I'm back up to 15th, which still a loss of two spots, but but I'm still in the running. So it's not as bad. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, like we said, this is a kind of a closed door round uh, for, you know, for, for Champions League and to get kind of going with that Champions League playoff structure. So, yeah, it sounds like, you know, kind of a piece together, some things to forget and some good, good, good moments from this past week for sure. So we will take a quick break and then we're going to get into our housekeeping and our preview of round 25. Welcome back to MLSFI Fantasy Podcast. Ashley Savage here with Christian Ward filling in for uh, Reed, our MLS Fantasy boss, taking just another week off, just all these luxury vacations, this guy cruising around. I don't even remember. He's not actually on vacation, but he's not here. And we are, and we're here to talk round 25, a double game week of sorts, an actual double game week in the sense that it's going to span not one but two weeks. So let's get into what this looks like. We're going to kick off this Saturday, September 9th at 7.30 Eastern Time. Uh, It's just, you know, it's an international break, so not everybody's going to play this first weekend. The way that the fantasy system's going to work is it will overlap with this upcoming weekend and next weekend. So those players will lock who play this upcoming weekend on the 9th and the 10th, and those teams are DC United. San Jose, Inter-Miami, Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota, New England Revolution, Portland Timbers, LAFC, LA Galaxy, and St. Louis. Then everyone else except for Nashville will kick off September 16th when we return from international break for the most part. uh, And we'll play that Saturday the 16th and then one lone Sunday the 17th game. So the fantasy schedule will view all this as one round. While in MLS, we would definitely consider this two weeks, right? Uh, For the double game week teams in our system, our home and away teams are San Jose, LAFC, DC United, Portland, Galaxy, and Miami. Our double home team is just the lonely Minnesota, racking up two home games in a week. And then the double away teams are St. Louis, Sporting Kansas City, and New England. Everyone else is on a single game week except for Nashville, who has a bye these two weeks. So uh, Nashville should be considered your scrub option unless you want to pull a switcheroo where you keep a team that you could use if your bench just flops. And that team for you should be Austin as they play the lone Sunday against at home against Portland uh, on the 17th. So that is the structure for this week. And I'm going to go ahead and turn... This over to Christian, who has put in all the time and effort into getting us ready for who's gone for international duty, because double game weeks usually mean load up on those teams. They're going to get, you know, as Skyler likes to say, two bites at the apple. But that's not necessarily the case, because this first weekend is technically part of our international break. So, Christian, who's leaving, who's hurt, who's suspended? <laughs> all right. Um, this is going to take a while, so everybody buckle up. Uh, First of all, shout out to Brandon. Um, He scrambled this morning and put together a definitive call-ups list, which is linked in the Discord. It's pinned, actually, in the Discord um, in the MLS channel. Uh, I have gone off of that list in combination with the official list from MLS, which is incomplete. Uh, 
but it isn't wildly incomplete, which is a first. Um, so, okay. We have some columns here. Like, we don't know of any resting players. Um, you're just going to have to watch uh, lineups closely, like usual. Uh, we have some bad news. Maxi Morales is out for the season. He uh, sustained a knee injury and required surgery. So that's probably a career ender. And my heart goes out to him. And uh, I feel for him, his family, and New York City. Um, what a legend. Anyway, he's out, and I don't know what the heck New York City's going to do because they showed marked improvement with him in the side. Yeah. Um, uh, we have some relatively good news. This is speculation on my part uh, based on some uh, prognoses, prognoses that were released per previously. Uh, Banco Kuli Huangwane's knee injury is not serious. Just has some swelling still. Uh, why this is relevant, though, for this week is that he could return in time for game two. Okay. And two home games which, again. So that is which, a, a positive for Minnesota. Yeah. Um, it's a positive for Minnesota, but it could be tricky navigation for fantasy. And I'll explain that in a sure. moment. Uh, we have three double game week players who are on yellow card warning that we know of right now. I went through and I added up all the yellow cards and crap trying to find out figure out who earned a yellow card watch, you know, that isn't listed from last week. And I didn't see anybody. So, but uh, Ricky Pooch is on yellow card warning still. Eric Tommy is on your yellow card warning. And Daniel Maldonado is on yellow card warning. However, that's a moot point because Daniel Maldonado yeah has been called up for game one. Um, so those are your three, column two, uh, yellow card warning, uh, double game week players. Uh, we have some suspensions. Uh, double game week players who are suspended for uh, the first game of the double game week is Raheem Edwards with uh, LA Galaxy for yellow card accumulation. Dario Zuperich from Portland Timbers for yellow card accumulation. Carlos Gruezo for yellow card uh, from Sané for yellow card accumulation. But Carlos Gruezo was called up, so he will serve that suspension for the second game, which means they will be without him for two both games this week. And I'll yep. share more about that in a moment. Uh, some single game week notables who are suspended. Lucho Acosta on yellow Finally card. Finally got that yellow card. Finally yep. got that yellow card, didn't yep. he? <laughs> yep. A few people were chuckling in, in chat when he got it, too. Yeah. Uh, this one's kind of significant. Lalas Abubakar is out uh, this week on yellow card accumulation for Colorado. Um, Alejandro Bedoya is also out for yellow card accumulation for Philadelphia. He, uh, 
he actually, I think, I put the, I put him on, he's notable for this reason. He actually contributes more to that team than, than meets the eye. They are a different he team when he's on the players we pick up. He contributes to the players that we actually pick up yeah. for 16. He's not a good pickup. But his presence helps those players for sure. He's a hell of an enabler. Let's just put it that way. Um, nothing against who is it, Jack McGlynn? Um, yeah. Who's who's been playing in that spot? You know, it's just a different game when he comes on. Like he's 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 just got the know-how, uh, the experience. Um, Sean Nealis is suspended. He got a double yellow in the last game was sent off. Um, Leo Chu was also sent off on a double yellow. Yep. Sure was. Uh, what's that? Nothing. I'm just complaining about how dumb it is to take your shirt off in the 38th minute for a goal. Yeah, he's Give probably card. He, he probably got the um, some kind of hazing in the locker room afterward. Um, I hope so. I think... I think you pronounce it Wilder Cartagena. I think you do. Orlando. Yeah. I just pulled a read. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he received a straight red card last game, so he's out. Um, injuries. Uh, that's it for suspensions. Any questions? Okay. No. Uh, injuries. Uh, it's possible. Possible. That Johnny Russell picked up a knock. We don't know for sure. Cam says that he didn't necessarily pick up a knock and that we shouldn't downplay their attack. Uh, but it's something to watch for regardless. Um, Daniel Gosdog came off late after he apparently hyperextended his knee. Yeah. Uh, he I is called. It. it looked like it. Yeah, it looked like he was in legit pain. Um, he uh, he is called up, so he might be back. He might he might get called up. He might ride the bench over there and then then fly back, uh, or he might stay and rehab and and maybe be available. Who knows? Um, sure. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter to much of you because they're single game week team. They are. Who's playing a single week team? You know they are. They are, but they are. You know this isn't on my list, but they are on my short list. Philadelphia is on my short list of single game week options. If you wanted to go that route, them and sure. New York City FC, because sure. Red Bulls are going to be so depleted on defense. Yeah, it's it's going to be ridiculous. And yeah, and uh, and and the same with um. Uh, who's who's Philly playing? Uh, whatever. I think it's I think it's um, FC Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. Um, yeah, it's Cincinnati. 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 So so the reason Philly's on my my list is because uh, you know uh, Pupenza is traveling overseas. He might not be back in time, and Lucho's out. Lucho. So maybe this would be a a Wagner or a Wagner week if you wanted to go single game week. But anyway, I digress. Um, Back to injuries. Lucas Caligari, he came off with a knee-related injury. Um, 
Bernard Camungo with Dallas is out for up to six weeks with a sprained ACL. He did not tear it, but he sprained it. Um, Tim Parker, this is one that everybody's going to hate. Tim Parker came off early with a lower body injury. And I don't know how serious it is, but um, he did come off at halftime. So it's probably serious. Um, Douglas Costa... He has a, he earned himself a dislocated shoulder, um, yeah. and he's officially out four to six weeks, uh, which will have implications, which I will tell you about in a moment. Um, that's it for the injuries so far that we know of, that I that I found. I'm pretty sure that. Uh, oh, um, one of our Kansas City fans says JSR JFR. Uh, Johnny Russell was questionable with an ankle injury going into this week, played anyway, looked like he re-aggravated it a little towards the end. I would say he still plays this week because he played through it this week anyway. So that's basically yeah. the sentiment that Cam was saying. So just have just a backup. If you want yeah. to know Johnny Russell, have a backup is where we're yeah. at. Yep. Yeah. And I'm more talking about, I'm more like alluding to, Picking against them, you know, because yeah. they're on the road twice. And no Tommy um, and no him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Transfers. There were a few transfers, notable transfers. Urkan Kara finally got transferred out of the league. He went to uh, Samson Spur in Turkey. I don't know if that's how you say that, on a permanent transfer. Um, and, and Orlando. City fans rejoice. Anyway, um, Mamadou Fall, believe it or not, was just brought in and loaned out to FC Barcelona, of all places. Um, yeah, good times. I'm happy for the boy. Um, Maxime Cheneau has permanently transferred to France. I don't know how to say that. It's okay. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, or that's something it. like that. Um, uh, uh, New England Revolution signed a goalkeeper named Tomas Valik. I think that's how you say it. Um, he was a free agent, uh, formerly played for Huddersfield Town in the English second division. He's he's okay. He's not he's not Jordi Petrovic, but. I expect him to turn the spot over Edwards fairly soon. Um, and I just want to remind everybody that this call-up list that we're about to get into is pinged, right? Um, we're still going to cover some of this, but I just want, like I said, to, re to remind everybody that this is in Discord. You can access it in Discord. I'm going to run through really quickly our double game week players that are going to miss the first game. And then Christian's going to get into some matchup analysis and how these absences are going to affect those double game week teams that we're going to be looking at for this round. So double game week players expected to miss at least the first game. Minnesota, we've got Pookie, Joseph Rosales, San Bin Jong out. DC United will be without Eric Davis, Jose Fajardo, and Andy Nahar. LAFC will be missing Bawanga, Olivero, and Maldonado. Miami. It's a big list, guys. Sit down. 
if you're not already. Messi, Yosef, Robert Taylor, Kristoff, Gomez, Drake Callender, Ben Kramashki, Ruiz, Azcona, and Borg Borgelin is what I want to say. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of names we don't know, and that's a lot of starters we do. Uh, LA Galaxy will be without Leardem Zavaleta. New England Revolution will be without Noel Buck and Christian McCone. Portland will be without Brian Acosta and Miguel Araujo. San Jose Earthquakes will be without Cape Cowell, which is something we definitely talk about. Uh, and Miguel Traco and Carlos Gruezo, who's suspended. Sporting Kansas City will be without Gadi Kinda. And this one always gets me. Uh, Tzine. Say, what is it? Giannis. It's Giannis. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then, isn't it? Then mm -hmm. some of these players we expect to be back who are double game week players and single game week players who we may not be back, sorry, for the second weekend's games on the 16th and the 17th. Most of these players, uh, sorry, most of these players should be back. They're either double game week or single game week players. So Bawanga, who we know could play, even if he played somewhere else that day already. Um, Bupenza, Puki, Sung Bing Jung, Gigi, I'm not even going to say that guy's name, Swiderski, Aronin, uh, Shakiri, Kristoff, Robert Taylor, Noel Buck, Gazdag, depending on that injury, uh, Mimbizo for Philly, Nuhu, the Greek guy for Sporting Kansas City, and Gadi Kinda. Uh, so that, there's a lot of international. Saba, Saba you know, <laughs> yeah. Just call him Saba, everybody knows who that is. Perfect. That's what I was. That was much easier than Lobhanadiz. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that either. Uh, but my, my the point with all this is that there's a lot of people gone. <laughs> this this double game week uh, is not our traditional double game week. So Christian has some thoughts on this that I think will be really helpful for some people as we try to navigate. How many bites of the apple are we actually getting? And how valuable are some of these teams to select from uh, as we go into this truly double-weeked, double-game week? All right. Again, buckle up. All right. Uh, I thought I'd add a little matchup analysis to the podcast this week because of all the absences. I wanted to focus on double-game week teams exclusively and – Basically, who you might want to target for player picks. Uh, we're going to get into our player picks later, but uh, more like who, which which defense to target, which attackers to target, not specific names necessarily. Um, okay, let's just kick it off here. Uh, San Jose will be without Carlos Grezo for both matches, as I mentioned before. Uh, but they will also be without Miguel Traco for the second one. Uh, making uh, DC United and possibly RSL attackers much more viable than they normally would be. Um, they'll also be missing Cade Cowell in their first match at DC United, which might put DC United defenders on your shortlist for consideration. Um, a, a little side note to that one is the whole Cade Cowell uh, being absent uh, effect on Christian Espinoza. Um, I'm of the opinion that um, Poppy 
starts at left wing instead of Kikanovic this time. And Hoppy is has been playing in the Bundesliga for a few years and is pretty good. So and, and he's a former US men's national team uh, forward. So I am thinking that you're gonna have more maturity there than Kikanovic uh, normally provides. So I don't think that's gonna nerf uh, Christian Espinoza, but we'll see. It's not a reason for me to take Espinoza out. We'll put it that way yep. this time. Uh, Portland will be missing Brian Acosta, Dario Zuperich, and M Miguel Araujo for their first match at home versus LAFC. This could make Carlos Vela and Mario Gonzalez much more viable, um, especially since LAFC are hosting El Trafico in game two. Plus, rumor has it Dennis Mwanga, uh, Denny Mwanga, owns a parachute. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sure he does. Uh, Miami will be missing seven starters in game one. Seven starters. But they should have enough depth in these areas to mount a serious challenge uh, against Sporting Kansas City at home. This, this could be enough to keep players like Jordi Alba and Thomas Aviles on your radar. Um, Minnesota likely won't have a true striker for either match if Timo Pukki doesn't return in time for the second match. This, combined with Adrian Heath's lineup chicanery, could, and I repeat, could italicized, quote-unquote, could limit Reynoso in attack. Mender Garcia. Let's all remember the last time Christian said this, he got a hat well, trick. And I'm not saying Christian doesn't know what he's talking about. Because he does. Ago. But I do want to say. Yeah, that's my new TD Ortiz, by the way. I feel my, like uh, Lucy with the football here. Yeah. Um, you're, you're holding the football and I'm Charlie Browning it. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Reynos is going to be on my team this week. Okay, so, good. Okay, good. So anyway, Mender Garcia should start up top for Pookie's absence, which uh, I don't know if you guys remember before Pookie got here, Mender Garcia started the season up top. Luis Amaria actually was benched for Mender Garcia, and neither of them did anything. Like Mender Garcia just loves to avoid the target, by the way. Um, anyway, um, that said, he'll probably score a hat trick. Anyway, um, Ismail Tajuri Shradi should start both games. However, Longwane could recover in time to make an appearance in the second match, which means if you're looking at Tajuri Shradi as a forward, which is a great shout, if you think he's going to play both games or start both games, rather. If you don't think he's going to start both games, then don't take him because, you know, just be happy that he's on the pitch and doing well and allowing Reynoso to click. Um, because if Longwani starts the second game, now let, let's be clear, Longwani probably won't. He probably will come in, you know, after 60 minutes and have a cameo or, a, or something like that. But, but yeah, I mean, to Jury Shradi, I mean, it's, don't say you weren't warned if he gets benched in the second game. Um, but he has a decent, he has been playing great. Um, 
Sporting Kansas City might not might have to go into Miami without Johnny Russell and his regular backup Giannis. Um, Gotti Kinda's absence also might be felt, even though their attack has been click, you know, been clicking lately. Um, the likely introduction of Kyrie Shelton on the right flank kind of reinforces why Miami defenders should probably be on your list of options. Um, I mean, Shelton isn't terrible, but he's not, he's definitely not Johnny Russell. Um, he just kind of like reminds me of a practice cone sometimes. Anyway, uh, New England Revolution should be able to weather the absences of Christian McCone and Noel Buck for their visit to Minnesota. Uh, with Tomas Shankale uh, finally showing just how lethal he can be in the res attack. Any disadvantage from playing two road matches likely won't even factor in, especially since their second match is against a beleaguered Colorado who will be missing Lalas Abubakar. Um, if you don't have Carlos Hill on your team this week, I don't, I can't help you. Anyway, um, LA Galaxy will be without Lucas Caligari and Kelvin Leardham. I don't know if Kelvin is Caligari's backup in. At, I think he's left back, maybe. Do you know? Anyway, um, I'm talking about Kelvin. Um, pretty sure Leardham backs up Caligari. I could be wrong. Anyway, um, they're, ver they're against St. Louis at home in game one. Um, St. Louis will be without Tim Parker, so this one could become a gold fest. Uh, despite the absence of Douglas Costa, Diego Fagundes is a capable replacement who also shares set pieces with Ricky Pooge. So both he and Pooge should probably be firmly on your radar this round. Yes, Pooge is on yellow card watch, but he is not going to do anything that's going to cause him to miss El Trafico in game two. Like, he's been actually very effective with, mm -hmm. you know, without being a bad boy, you know, and getting into trouble. So Pooge will be in my, in my team for that reason. Um, so I guess I'll be on discord. If you want to ping me about how wrong my analyses were, uh, but I thought this was a little experiment. I thought I'd bring something of value to the, to the, uh, podcast from just, just me. Uh, so there you have it. My analyses. Yeah. I want to, I want to thank you for that because reading a list of names and who's not going to be here for the doubles doesn't necessarily inform anybody about what that may or may not mean. And like you said, right. there's so much more of an impact from some of these players' absences than just them being absent. And so I think that that's a great analysis. I'm sure plenty of people will tell you you're wrong. I'm here to tell you I think you're right on just about all of it. Uh, but we won't know until those games happen. The games will prove you wrong or right, Christian. But thank you for that. That's some great insight. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get to what you're here for, and that's our player targets for round 25. Uh, welcome back to the MLSFI Fantasy Podcast. We are here to talk about our picks for this upcoming round, two-week-long round 25. Uh, we're going to start with some keepers and defenders, and I am here to say that I'm on the Dane... St. Cloud train. 
Uh, I will be doing, I, I, I will be honest, I thought of a couple different keepers before I went with DSC. Um, and I called him St. Cloud and it's St. Clair. But I also considered New England. I think that there's a shout to be made for who your, you know, bench keeper is in this keeperu. My field keeper is going to be Stuver. I think that that's kind of obvious unless you really like one of the single game week teams. I could see the NYCFC keeper. If Freese is the one who keeps it, maybe as an option for, you know, a clean sheet hunt. But for me, I'm going to go Stuver at home for Austin as my starting keeper. So DSC to Stuver is where I'm at at the moment. Defensively, uh, I am going Jordi Alba. I think he, you know, I, I don't know. I like their matchups. I think this is going to be a big test for him to be without so many players for that home game. I don't know if I think that they're deep enough for this, but I do still like him enough to keep him. So Jordi Alba made made my team so far this this week. I'm looking at Boxall from Minnesota. I'm considering Rodriguez for San Jose, although he had a very poor showing this past double game week. I'm looking at Ryan Hollingshead, who, you know, we've talked about this, is always my double game week LAFC defender for a myriad of reasons. And then I'm also considering Yoshida from the Galaxy. I I don't like having two defensive players from El Trafico. I'm one of those staunch people that always assumes there'll be goals there. So I'm I'm trying to come up with a, a different option. But right now, that's where I'm landing. What about you? Well, I have pretty much the same thing. St. Clair to Stuver. Um, there really isn't a double game week keeper on the back end that where the timing would work. So I guess we're just, you know, uh, going nuclear and hoping that. Yeah, that's a bad analogy. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I have the same thing, except I've got um, – I am doubling up on Miami currently. I may fade one of them. Uh, Tomas Aviles is currently on my mm-hmm. bench. Um, he just – he's impressive. I mean, like, he he, assist, he, he assisted that, that wild goal against LAFC uh, where uh, – what is it? Um, he dropped a dime. Yeah. I mean, just he's pretty impressive. He's impressive not because of that, but he's impressive in a, you know, sort of because of that. Like, like there's, there's other reasons. I mean, he's get he gets bonus points. He's got, you know, like a few bonus points so far and he's getting his legs in this league. And he just looks like a young, kind of like a Jack Elliott type to me. Um, well, I think you could also, Consider DeAndre Yedlin, who did not get called up. Yedlin was impressive. Yedlin was impressive, you know, against LAFC. Well, and yep. against Nashville. Um, yep. I, I just can't believe he's picking it like that, you know, you know, being from Seattle and everything. I mean, I know. It's shocking. Lord. But if you're, if you're looking for a double Miami, I think you could consider him as well. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely could. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what his bonus points look like, but if I'm gonna take a second from yeah. from a team, I usually like to get a center back with bonus point potential. Sure. Um, sure. Are you uh, considering anybody 
from the other double game week teams? Are you considering any Kansas City, any any revolution, any any timbers? Not really. I mean, to be honest, defenders are are like really hard this week in my mind because you don't want to not go double game week. Uh, sure. But you also don't want to like go double away. You know what I mean? So it pretty yep. it limits the pool a lot. And yep. So yeah, I mean, yeah, New England, Portland is home in a way, but their home is LAFC. They're terrible. I uh, mean, New England, <laughs> New England is double away. Um, San Jose is away to DC, who's not consistent with their offense. Well, I, I wouldn't say they're bad, consistent. And then San Jose is home against RSL, who I would also say isn't incredibly yeah. consistent with their offense. So, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. See, Portland, I, I'm going to just reiterate what I said above, and, and, and that Portland's going to be missing two quality center backs, you know, yeah. like, yes. like that, that's going to make, that's going to make them start um, uh, Mabiala probably. And right. We all know what happens. You pick against them when they start Mabiala. So sure. no, no sure. way I'm taking a Portland defender, even though Juan Mascara, yeah. you could conceivably take him for the attacking upside, but I'm not sure that the matchup really is disappointed in that attacking upside this season, though, hasn't he? I mean, he, he has he's the been, been good to do he's it. Been good. The last few games, he's been all right. Like, okay. more like what I expected him to be at the beginning of the season. Sure, he was great sure. at the beginning of the season, fell off completely, yep. and like for the bulk of the season, did nothing. And now we're in the home stretch, and he's actually doing okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's inconsistent. I don't know at this point in the season. Yeah. I'd rather have consistent players in my roster. Agree, agree. All right. Well, let's move on to midfielders, and I'm going to warn you right now. We. I have thought alike, but go ahead, Christian. Let me know who are you looking at for midfielders. Well, Espinoza can't deny him. Uh, Reynoso, for you know, you can't deny him either. Um, uh, I'm picking Carlos Heel on two away games for the let's be honest, the main reason is because he's going to Colorado. Um, yeah, it honestly is. <laughs> um, I'm picking Ricky Pooge, and I'm going to start Ricky Pooge because the matchups look great, and he always brings it in El Trafico, and I can't imagine him missing that game. I can't imagine him going in hard on an opponent in game one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. first of all, he's three feet tall. What are you doing? Second of all, yeah, yeah no, he's yeah. not going to do that. Anyway, um, so my fifth med... Um, been kind of struggling with that. I'm currently on Edward Lovin, um, but I might pivot to Vander. I don't know. Lovin's got two away games. He hasn't been great on the road. Um, he's had maybe one or two results on the road with attacking yeah. returns, but generally speaking, it's been like fours and sixes and crap, and it's just been not, not anything spectacular. And he got rotated this past double game weekend, correct? And he got ro- rotated. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, he got rotated, but he is so important to their team that yes. I, I can't see him resting one of these games at all. Like, he might, sure. he might come off early in, like, the second game, but 
I don't see them resting him again. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Evander, God, like I just got done saying, you know, I, I want consistent players in my team. And Evander's like a toddler. I mean, he goes out there, stuff's not going his way. He throws his toys out of the crib and quits. He quiet quits. He just walks around the field and quiet quits. And it yeah. just, it, it ticks me off to no end. Um, but, you know, like this last week, he didn't quite quit. He, he brought it and, you know, had a banger of a goal, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. who knows? I, I, I'm undecided. I mean, I'm literally in the exact same mindset as you for this week. I, I, I joked a second before we started the segment that I went to start typing out all these names and then realized I, I had the exact same names. And so I just stopped typing. Um, and so I'm wondering if there, if there are some players that maybe we're not considering right off the top of our heads that are double game weeks. Mark Anthony K, for example, is he, did he get called up? Is he with Canada? I, I have to check. Um, I would, I would have assumed. So, I did I not. Checked. I did not look. Because uh, he's been producing quite well since he moved down to New England. Bogush is someone for LAFC. Tyler Boyd, I know, didn't get called up because he's a ex US Men's National Team player, and he's had goal contributions in four of his last six games right. for the Galaxy. Think- They're playing him more as a striker, but he's a midi. And then, you know, are there single game week people that, you know, perhaps were overlooking Atlanta? Um, you know, is that is that something that we should consider? FC Dallas is at home playing a struggling Seattle Sounders team. Is that something we should consider? Um, Austin, I honestly you know, don't and- think we should be considering any single game weeks players. I don't either. I mean, Just for the sake of conversation. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's chalk. It's going to be a chalky week, but still, I mean, yeah. you take a single game week player that gets what ten points. That's a good score for a double or for a single, but that's a shitty score for a double. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah, worst defender on the worst team is going to put up at least a six or a seven. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It, uh, I don't see Mark Anthony K called up. Yeah. I don't see Mark, Mark Anthony K called is up. not called up. And then mm-hmm. I also don't see uh, Bogush called up. So those aren't t- some names that I dislike. Uh, I, I will be honest. I just threw them out there once I realized we had the same picks and I didn't want to give a repetitive answer there. But I don't think either of those three players are a bad idea, especially maybe Tyler Boyd, who, like I said, has been playing in that kind of striker role formationally since Chicharito went down. And he's not a great, he's not a bonus point producer by any means, but four goal contributions out of six games is a pretty decent return because they're kind of a bad team. Yeah. Um, So they're not necessarily a bad team anymore. Like they've been a bad team in the last six games is I guess what I would say. If I'm looking at that, uh, that pool of performance of four goal contributions in six games, the LA galaxy have not been the best team, but they're getting better. I feel like they are maybe starting to peak a little bit. Their bad run of form, I think is starting to turn around. 
So it's not necessarily a team I'm ready to load up three players from, but on this double game week, I mean, maybe. I don't know if it's worth, you know, cramming your midfield with, with Pooj and Boyd. Um, but if you're I worried about the, about the load rotation. I wouldn't do it with Boyd, I, and there's only one reason for that, and that's because Boyd's not on set pieces. However, Fagundes is. So, so that's who yeah, I want to talk about. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to start both. I don't think you're going to get 180 out of He's him. absolutely going to start both because he's cost us back up. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. So, you know, they someone in chat said um, from LA Galaxy said that, oh, yeah, Leardom is 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 the backup for uh, Kalihari. Um, okay. So he says... Looking at um, Mauricio Cuevas, ooh, that's a cool name, bro, uh, at right back and Audi on left since Raheem is out. So he says Audi could play on the left wing, but I actually think that it's going to be Boyd and, and Fagundes on the pitch. Uh, Why not Billy Sharp? Why would it not be Sharp? Not not in the winger position. Billy Sharp's a nine, isn't he? Yeah, but I think that because Costa's out, that that's who will play in his absence. Well, no, Costa not. plays on the right wing. Costa's not sure. Jovolich is the is the number nine. So sure, Jovolich will start. Billy Sharp will come in as a super sub mm -hmm. at the number nine. And uh, Pooj will, will be in the hole, and then you'll have two wingers, which I think I think are going to be Boyd and Magundes. I could be totally wrong about that. Um, here I am disputing what a guy from LA is telling me, but I, you know, sure. I just can't see Vanny not starting Fagundes. I mean, he's. I think whatever you, know, all you kinds see of credentials. I see whatever you see in that first game, which is the Sunday game. Um, so, you know, not a oh, ton of pivot room. What'd you say? Oh, he says Audi is the, the left back. He corrected okay. himself. Okay. Um, anyways, maybe these are, you know, not the best uh, names to throw out. But like I said, we both had very similar mindsets for mm -hmm. the chalk. Yeah. The chalk for us was a clear Espinosa, Reynoso, Heel, Puig, Lowen, Evander. Um, but I think there's some options double game week that you could see uh, going through going through there. I would say the one single game week matchup that jumps out at me, and I know I don't know how to say this player's name, but I am going to try. Um, Chicago just continues to get lit up, and they're on the road to Montreal, who is not a team I normally bet on, but has definitely had some performances. Um, Shonieri, the midi mm -hmm. for Montreal, um, I think would be an interesting, uh, possibly I'm stealing from Tyler's differentials on accident, but, um, I think that's the only name I would fully consider, um, besides maybe Almada for single game week, but Almada is going to be coming back from international duty. So who knows if that's, he's even a, an option. So. Um, just for conversation's sake, don't try to talk me out of it because I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I just want to throw it out there. Um, I think that's something 
we could consider for for middies. But let's let's go ahead and move on. I want to talk strikers. You're you're in my favorite position in the game. Um, for me, Vela was an easy ad. Uh, man, was he mad at Denis Bawanga yesterday? Oh my god, uh, Vela, Vela was an easy ad for me, uh, especially with Bawanga out. I think that he is likely. I think you could go Mario Gonzalez, not to steal from what you're about to say, but. Um, I think Bella was a, a clear choice for me. Christian Benteke off a hat trick. I think I might be trying to hop on a train there. I think I'm trying to point grab, but he's a he's a bench striker for me just because I don't trust him. And then, you know, I know I'll hear it from you about this, but I am considering Polito for SKC just because I think he'll play both. And I And I'm actually not as confident as you are in this inner Miami home defense with everybody gone. I think that calendar is such an important part about why, when that defense works, why it works Mm -hmm. and to have him gone and the center backs set one center back gone. I'm nervous. I think that they're keeping enough important pieces. Yedlin's still there. Um, the other center back still there. Jordi Alba's still there. Busquets, obviously, not getting called up anytime soon. He's still going to be there, right? Um, Campana's still going to be there. I think that there's enough good pieces of that team left to kind of get something together. But I do think even, you know, with the uh, the double road, uh, that Polito is a decent, you know, he just had a brace over the weekend. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, he is the the player I'm least set on, I will say, but that is who currently I'm slotting in to my, to my second striker spot. Uh, some other names I considered, Jovalich is someone I considered, Billy Sharp, because I kind of did think that he might start and he already scored. I kind of considered Felipe Mora for Portland. I think you could consider, uh, but then, you know, everybody else is either gone or I'm not quite sure where they are. I really wish Klaus was healthy. I miss him. Remember how fun he was for a while? He was a good time. I liked picking him up every week. But uh, it doesn't seem likely that, you know, he'd even get, I don't know, 100, 120 minutes in this double. So not really looking there. So anyways, that's kind of where my mind's been at for strikers. What about you? Carlos Vela is a lock for me. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Carlos Vela and El Trafico is lights out. Um, yep, loves it. Yeah, just absolutely loves that Darby. Um, I'm you know, for lack of so, I, I wanted to pick somebody other than Mario Gonzalez. Right now, he's on my bench, but you know depending on what formation I roll with, he could be on the field. But um, I I don't like taking him, but I really, I mean, I looked at Mora, I looked at Jovalich, I looked at um, Polito. I, I, you know, Polito could, could score a goal and get you a nice seven to 10 points this round. Yeah. Um, but he is, double away and I rarely I can rarely justify taking a forward in two away games. I mean 
I, I like last week, Cucho for me was not even a consideration. And yeah, yeah. he hauled, but uh, that's that's only because they let him waltz into goal. I mean, like he, he nobody expected a hat trick away, all right, from Cucho. And if you say that, you're an idiot. You're you're lying to me. Like you didn't nobody goal nobody expected. Okay. A goal and in maybe, each game was what I was told. For. Yeah. <laughs> you expected 14 from Cucho, and that was yeah. a good haul for Cucho. Yeah. Two away games. So I still stand by my process of not taking two. I mean, that's the first time that's happened this year, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. I LA, mean, I, I don't have the data for it, but I'd be Klaus, maybe. Yes. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't sure. think anybody else has. Um, so anyway, that for me is is like a no go. Polito's a no go because of that. Uh, besides, you know, uh, they're they're coming up and they're coming up to our our place and <laughs> you know, know we don't like them very yeah. much. <laughs> and uh, Polito, friendly Polito, rivalry in sports, isn't it? What is not, the dumb name? I mean, that, yeah, it's friendly, friendliest rivalry in rivalry in I think it's in soccer. And MLS, yeah. MLS. I, I will I say for me, I'm benching two strikers. So me too. I put a totally. lot less uh, weight, I guess, in those two spots. It's a start, Vela, easy question. You know, no question for me. Um, and then two two bench strikers. So I, I do feel like I weigh the downsides to the strikers a little less in that formation. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Tacky's got to be on on your team this week. Yes, I, I think so. Feel. I think so. It's not point chasing if the matchups command that you put him on your team. And in this For case, sure. the matchups command that you put him on your team. Um, For sure. I... So for me, he's a lock. Um, a lock for my yeah. bench anyway. Because uh, <laughs> it is DC United. Uh, sure. But yeah, the matchups are, are dang good and and You'd be crazy not yeah. to take him. So yeah, absolutely. That's pretty much my forward analysis. I mean, I didn't really put too much thought into it um, either because they were both bench positions for yeah. me. And sure, you know, I might not even work it so some that I can scrub names. three. I might make them compete. So who knows? Sure. One of, some of the other names I would throw out are names that you know, I like you said, I kind of don't love the matchups like. Um, Sam at a dinner on for St. Louis has been doing well when he starts. Yeah. Does he start both? They're two road teams. If Lowen's not I'll in there, do I like him much? Is Johnny Russell healthy? Do I like a Boba seat? Probably not. Um, you know, what is Bobby Wood doing these days? Campana, can we, you know, do, is he going to, I don't know. There's some other names that I think we didn't yeah. say, but I have Gustavo enough reservation. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if he hasn't been healthy, you know what I mean? So uh, if he starts, if he starts this first game, he's on my team. Gustavo Bo, yeah, sure. You know they're yeah, they're two away games, but Colorado, man. Yep. Gonna, yeah. I mean, Patrick City. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to our, our last, uh, you know, part of this, which is our captain targets. Like you always say, I say this too. Captain is the hardest thing for me to say on a Monday, which is when we record this to decide for mm -hmm. a Saturday. But Christian, who do you have the armband on right now? 
The obvious choice is Reynoso. However, as I said at the top of the show, I dropped to 15th overall, and I want to make up some ground. And picking sure. a captain, differential captain, is one way to do that. Um, you can weigh the pros and cons of you know, picking your differentials elsewhere, um, but captain is probably the quickest way you're going to gain or lose ground. <laughs> if, if you get it wrong, you, you're going to lose ground. But uh, uh, my second choice, actually my first choice, probably Ricky Pooge, uh, despite the yellow card warning. Yeah, that yellow card warning, though, what is yeah, that risk-reward? Reward for you is that it's differential. He's a great player. He has two great matchups, and that could help you move up. But the downside, Christian, is you only get one game out of him. Uh, no, I don't. I get two because there's no way he's getting that yellow card. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can't play with Dynamite like that. Man, my beard needs to be bigger. Me- my beard needs to be bigger and way redder for me to have that. Like attitude. Oh, I mean, like I said, if he didn't have that yellow card warning, I think that I he might be a better. Wait a wait a uh, do you have a do you have a, a a beard wig? Do you have a bucket hat? Get a bucket hat. <laughs> I just I don't know. I do not. If the yellow card warning wasn't a thing, then I think I could do it. But because of the yellow card warning, I just don't, I just don't think, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I'm telling you right now, he's not getting a yellow card. I have the bucket okay. hat to prove it. And that's happening. All right. Okay. Okay. I, um, I agree with half of the things you said. And by that, I mean, I also think Reynoso is my captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that that's he... Clear. I think that he stands out to me. I would listen to Carlos Vela, but as we know, I don't like to captain a striker. I would also listen to Espinosa based on matchups, but I think Reynoso's double home against those two opponents is the clearest one for me. Um, we talk a lot about chalk on this podcast and in Discord, but sometimes for me, chalk means smart. And that doesn't mean your whole team needs to be chalk. But sometimes there's a choice that it's just so clear, Lee Chalky, because it is the smartest choice. And I, I do think that perhaps armbanding Reynoso this week is that chalk. However, I think there's things that could talk you out of it. So, uh, like I said, I love the Ricky Pouge call. That yellow card warning is what makes me that a no dice for me. But... Godspeed to you in your bucket hat choice, and I hope that it it pays off. Uh, Let's move on to some plugs. Christian, what do you got? I am going to plug the Discord uh, community, as usual. Uh, Great place to hang out. Great place to actually up your fantasy game. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm also going to plug Discord. I know I usually let everybody else do it, which doesn't mean that I don't love it, but... You know, a, th- a plug to Christian and to Brandon and to Tyler and to everyone who helps put things together so that we can record these episodes, especially on a week like when Reed's not here to be our MLS fantasy boss and help us make it all run. 
And so for for you and, and everyone who contributes to the stuff we got together today, I just really appreciate that because uh, we all know technology is not my thing. And I would just send everybody a voice memo for the podcast tonight if it was left to me. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you, especially you, Christian, um, and everyone else in the community who contributes and helps out. So um, if you're not already there, please go. Um, and if you are, thank you for being there. So uh, that will wrap it up for us tonight, our preview of round 25. Again, weird structure. It's actually two weeks. It's actually a two-week double game week. Please watch those lineups. Um, please check out the call-up list that's pinged on Discord. And as always, good luck. <laughs>